And welcome to episode number six, where we're continuing the conversation that we started in episode five, talking about nutrition, health journeys, autoimmune diseases, taking care of ourselves, the next step, just basically talking about our journeys and the people that helped us become healthier in our lives and taking it to the next level. Find out what's happening in, inside of your, your practices today, like the people that you're dealing with, like what are some of the things that you are encountering or like some consistencies that that you patterns that you started to see with people like is there anybody that's got a something they they want to share about that or so, like uh, something that maybe that you haven't seen before that's sort of emerging with all of the chaos that's going on on the planet like how is that affecting people's bodies that you're starting mm. to notice that's a really good question well we have had just like what Marilyn went through with her kidneys. I've seen, we've seen a lot of kidney types of issues come up, especially in people who are sensitive yeah. um, energetically. So I work with a lot of, um, I have a family practice, so I see a lot of women and children. So a lot of the moms that I work with will come in for a self-care day. So we do an adjustment and they get um, some acupuncture, but a lot of, it's a kind of a common thing that people are just picking up on like the stress all around them. So I've had a lot more people coming in for more frequent self-care, I guess you could say. Um, and so we've also been doing a lot of work where when we're working with people who are ac more active in their self-care, just showing up to get adjusted and do acupuncture, um, they're finding they're getting a lot more intuitive hits and feeling more connected just through doing those things to take care of their bodies. So that's been something interesting that's newer that I, the last couple months have, it has really been picking up, especially in the women that I see. So I thought that was really kind of a neat thing to be able to take part in that. And I think people are also are waking up, even though it's a really painful time in our world, mm -hmm. people are waking up. And so people are more actively, in my practice, seeking out ways to have that one thing that they can do to start opening the door to a better life for themselves. And so it's a really empowering time, I think, too, even though it's a painful one. So we're seeing a lot of people trying yes. things they haven't tried before. So that's fun right. to be a part of that. That's really huge, but people are feeling the chaos right. around them. Yes. Um, sometimes it's from their own life, mm -hmm. but it's also not necessarily their own. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's being reflected in their body too, and they're taking it on. So I, I think it's really huge because Michael and I are talking about self care in a different episode, mm -hmm. and that seems to be one of the biggest things that that can make a difference right now in everything going on around us is taking the initiative to care for yourself first. Yeah. Yes, I, I you know, and it was funny because we were talking about this earlier and I think you had alluded to it in one of your earlier podcasts about just waking up in the morning and what a lot of people do is they'll, they'll look at that phone, yeah. scroll aimlessly through Facebook or do all these things. Mm -hmm. and just that type of environment that we're in now and then and think about not and we're adults I mean children being exposed to this yes. and right. like myself you know I'm gonna be 60 years old next year so I know the difference before cell phones and before technology yes. and now you know <laughs> so there is a big difference and there's so many so much that doesn't know that yes. and and the impact that it's having on our health I you know there, there's definitely a balancing act and I think a lot of times people just get out of balance with that. Yeah. And it definitely affects. I think, I mean, as far as like, uh, 
how many ladies, um, uh, female, come into your practice that are on antidepressants, as an example. Right. I mean, it's Huge. it's astronomical. It right? is. It it's is. crazy. Right. You know. Um, so I, th those are some of the, the trends I see, and, yeah. and really just trying to work work with that and how it affects the the, the health, our overall right. health. Yeah. It's crazy. So when you explain to them that the body really does know how to take care of itself, is that like an eye opener? Is that an awakening moment for them? It's usually not the first time. <laughs> right. It takes I mean, a while. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it takes it. And once in a while, you get an aha moment with somebody. But boy, that's uh, I got. I've had a few over the last twenty-five years, but I can count them on one hand. Okay. You know, where they're like, "Why didn't somebody tell me this before?" You know, it's like so. It yeah. It, it's it should be the norm, but it's not. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And we have. To, it's like we have to teach it all yes. over again. And it's really, you have to shift paradigms. So the paradigm that health comes from the outside in and that, you know, we're seeking things outside of ourselves to fix us. And we're in the mm -hmm. sick care system, the reactive system, like you right. said in the last episode. And the other paradigm being, you know, so the first paradigm is more medically oriented, allopathic, and the second is more holistic, where we are whole as we are. We Health comes from the inside out. Yes. And it's a really hard mental shift when you've really been programmed through cultural programming to be in the more allopathic model. So it takes a lot of work sometimes to shift into the holistic model. But when you do, it's like the heavens open up and you're like, okay, now I can really start to feel alive again. But it just takes, for each person, it's a little different what it takes to help you open up to the other paradigm. But it, I think it's happening more now than it has before, you know, with the patients that I, I've been seeing because people are are desperate for a change. You know, they're sick right. and tired of being sick and tired, so you hit this critical point in life where it's a choice point. Am I gonna continue on the same path or am I willing to try something different because I have to do something different? I can't keep living this way. And it's when you can meet people at that point and offer something and allow them to walk through the door themselves that I think we get to see the magic moments. Right, if they <laughs> stay with you. Yeah. If they stay with you. Yeah. It's interesting you, you say that because it's almost like we have to teach people <clears throat> excuse me, how to have faith in their body again. Right. Mm -hmm. And so some of the, a couple of the biggest things that I see in my office is a lot of autoimmune conditions where people, and this is, I'm not blaming anybody, I'm not anti-doctors or anything like that, but mm -hmm. the medical system tends to make people feel like whatever they're walking away with, whatever this diagnosis or name of their disease is, is in a sense their fault either your genes suck or you did this and this maybe caused it or all of these things and or we're told especially with autoimmune conditions that the body attacks itself i can't tell you how many times i've heard that and you see it all over books and all this mm -hmm. new published research i don't believe that i don't either the body never ever ever attacks itself the the immune system is so smart that yeah. i think it senses something is not right and it goes for it. And this is gonna show up in blood work that looks like the immune system is under attack or an organ is under attack. And so I think this leads people to think like, oh, I have no faith in my body, I don't know what's going on. And mm -hmm. this leaves people desperate, they feel scared, and it's like we're teaching them that, hey, no, your body is really awesome. It's on your side. Right. It's it's showing these terrible inflammatory markers on the blood work because it knows something is there. So how can we teach people how to eat, 
food that supports the immune system, take supplements that support the immune system, and then get them back in their bodies again and trusting their body so that now they're empow empowered. Yeah. Yes, oh. empowered. Yeah. You win the prize. That yeah. just came Seriously, you so <laughs> We didn't have that plan. <laughs> See, yeah. it's natural. But you said something so, I wanted paradigm. Yeah. Yes. Like, mm -hmm. what's a paradigm mean to you? A uh, system of thought or belief. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's a mindset. A mindset, right? it mindset. sure is. Yeah. So y you said something that just kind of clicked and made my side of my face light up. <laughs> and it's like, this is paradigm paradigm of fear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. Fear is a paradigm of fear mm -hmm. that a certain percentage of the population is in right. and expressing it. <laughs> Mm -hmm. That fear, like, it would be in total alignment for them to think that their body would be attacking them because everything else is attacking That's in right. that side of that paradigm, right. right? Right. So shifting out of that paradigm. Right. So when you guys were talking before, you said you made the comment, Dr. Carl, about the extraordinary amount of women on mm -hmm. antidepressants. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. So paradigm. Yeah. How do you? How is it possible to, how do you address that? You know, from somebody that's coached people for many, many years, I know depression is a result of living in the past. If you're in living, if you're if present, you can't be oppressed if you're present. So we don't really talk about those types of things, about mm -hmm. the root causes energetically of it. We just yeah. go here, take this pill yeah. and everything will be okay. So how do you shift that they've trusted their doctor, not the body, on this particular moment. That says, "You take this, I'm going to feel better." Right. Like, how do you deal with that when you know that that's not the answer? Well, I think it's it's a really sensitive issue, of course. You know, so I would never want to recommend someone stop taking one of their right. medications. Exactly. Right. right. Correct. But I think it's a real crime when we start to hate our own bodies and to feel like our bodies have failed us yes. because the well, reality what you're is too yeah is wrong yeah right. and the reality is that your body is what will save you. So you have to make friends with your body in order to become empowered to do something differently. And so depression is a sensitive topic for me because my, that's where my health breakdown started, I think. So I, started, I went on hormonal birth control shortly after I started my cycle. So I was like, you know, 13, 14, 15, just to regulate my cycle. I, we didn't know at the time, but there's a lot of information that has since come out about how that type of hormonal influence from birth control really affects other hormones and issues and a side effect of a lot of birth control is depression. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I experienced as a young girl. And when I went on antidepressants, it didn't get better. But my, prob my depression didn't get better. But the problem wasn't that I was depressed, it's that I was on a medication that was whacking my hormones out. And so I got on this kind of circular loop of medications. Um, and so I was on you know, like six to 10 medications, a different cocktail for all kinds of different things because I had a side effect from one medication that mm -hmm. then required a new medication and then a right. side effect from that. And so from the time I was 15 to 25, I was really heavily medicated and I was very heavily depressed. And I felt like I hated my body. I really, truly, I felt like it had failed me. I was going to be sick the rest of my life. That's what my doctors told me. I had chronic diseases. I was starting to have insulin resistance, all kinds of stuff. And I, I mean, I was very young. And I went to chiropractic school. By the grace of God, I ended up there. We talked about that a little <laughs> bit today. And it was the first time that my eyes were opened up that there was actually something different that was possible for me. And I remember sitting in an acupuncture seminar 
in Kansas City with Dr. Richard Yenny and and I just raised my hand and I said, well, this is what I've been going through. Do you think acupuncture could help me? And he was a chiropractor also. And he said, well, why don't we just try? You know, he didn't promise anything, but I had never had somebody in authority who I trusted who said, you know what, Mackenzie, there might be a different way. Why don't you at least try? And so for me, my depression started lifting in that moment because he gave me an option that I literally did not know was possible. I had resigned myself to being sick and medicated and dealing with side effects. And I was, because of the side effects of my medication, they told me, you know, if you ever get pregnant, which we don't advise you to do, you are gonna have to be monitored your entire pregnancy because there's such a high likelihood of side effects causing birth defects in your, in your children. Wow. You know, so for me to have somebody tell me like, Mackenzie, there might be something different. And so that was in October. I was medication free by November. I talked to my doctor that said, this is what I'm doing. I'd like your support. I had somebody adjusting me and doing acupuncture weekly. I added in nutrition about six months after that. And I had that moment that you talked about where you just, you all of a sudden feel alive. You didn't realize how sick you were. And then, and I just, I remember like sitting at Logan, which is the chiropractor school I went to, and I felt my brain turn back on. Like, While you were in school? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I just thought, oh my God. And one of my teachers started quizzing me and I was getting all the answers and I'm an intelligent person. So when my brain wasn't working well, it was hard for me and my self-esteem. And so that turned back on and then my body started feeling better. And I was like, oh my God, this is what your body's supposed <laughs> to feel like. Like I, I told my mom, I said, I, I don't remember ever feeling this good. Probably when I was a kid playing in the front yard is the last time I remember feeling like vibrant. Because all know? those years of what you had been through. Yes, because it just, this build up, build up, build up in my system. And so, and I still, you know, I struggled with postpartum depression. I've been medication free since 2011, but I struggled with postpartum depression. So there's, there's a lot of inconvenient truths about depression and things like that. So there's spiritual and energetic aspects. Mm -hmm. I was Imagine. physically depleted from a pregnancy and birth. And so I needed a lot of nutritional support. That was the root of my depression postpartum was, it was based in nutrition, which I had people who could help me kind of identify that, which was really helpful because a medication wouldn't have helped me at that time. It might have masked or made things a little taken the edge off, which yeah. some people may choose to do, and I respect that. But for me, it didn't fit my paradigm anymore. And so I felt more empowered in using food and nutrition, getting adjusted, doing acupuncture with the stuff that I did the, in the first place back in 2011. And, you know, so that's how I brought myself back again, you know. And that was your inspiration for, so you were already in school when it happened or? Like I was in school when, I was very sick when I was in school, yeah. And then I was in school at a seminar and the door kind of opened and then that moment I said, I'm stopping my medications and I talked to my doctors and I did, I did that. I went through a lot of really hard withdrawals from some of the medications because sure. those are serious yeah. things, yeah. you know? Yes, yes. Um, so it's not for the faint of heart, but God, was it worth it? Because it changed the whole trajectory of my life. So now I can talk to people about other options that are there, you know, and how food really does nourish you and it affects your mood so much. And spiritually, you know, when you're empathic and you're sensitive and you take things on that don't belong to you and you don't even know. <laughs> so when you can start to identify those things, it becomes so empowering. Yeah. And so instead of becoming this thing you hate your body over and you're, you know, everything's going wrong, it's like I became so empowered, like, wow, this is like a superpower. You know, I'm sensitive to things, so I can really <laughs> learn how to harness this and help more people. and you know, intuitively get more invested in things. And you were told it was risky to have babies. Oh. And you have two That's amazing, right. wonderful little Thank girls. 
That's the best part. Yeah. Oh, right. I had two home births. <laughs> yeah. Oh my you know. But imagine yes. if you had never connected with that. Yeah. Imagine I mean, I just if you would have believed that doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was my one thing: is having somebody just tell me that something else was possible for me, and that was enough. That's cool. We're doing that today. That's right, baby. Great story. This is just completely fascinating to me. Um, so I know, I know, Mackenzie, you work with enzymes. I do. And I want to talk talk yes. to you guys about like the modalities that you use. That when people come to you, like, where did it come from? What is it? I want to dive into that a little yeah. bit more and give give some real like. Yeah, I'd love to. So um, I work a lot with plant based enzymes. So I have been trained under Dr. Howard Loomis, who pioneered enzyme science basically back in the early 80s. And so plant enzymes do two things. They pre-digest your food and they support your immune system. So in working with the enzymes, one important thing we all say, you are what you eat, mm-hmm. which is actually not true. You are what you're able to digest and right. absorb. <laughs> you can put the healthiest <laughs> just, Okay, just say that one more time. Okay. Just say that one more time. You just are real slow. Real for the slow. people in the back, you are not what you eat. You are, you are what you're able to digest and absorb. Can the nutrients get where they need to go once they're in right. your body? And that's what a lot of mainstream nutrition advice forgets is if I put it in, I'm good. But that's not actually true. And that's mm-hmm. part of why Juice Plus true. is so great. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, because it's already, it's in that capsule and it's really small pieces. You can absorb it so easily. And this, the enzymes help you to do that too. So digestive enzymes or plant-based enzymes, when you take them with food, they pre-digest your food in your stomach. So your body is able to get all that nutrition, so it essentially gets nutrition past an incompetent digestive system. And we all know that our digestive systems, you know, collectively are pretty shot from mm-hmm. the food supply, the stress that we're under. Right. You know, so we use digestive enzymes basically to fill that need in people, and our soil is super um, nutrition deficient. Mm-hmm. We talked a little bit about that. It's more deficient in vitamins and minerals. We need to get that from the soil. We don't anymore. We talked about in the last episode um, uh, green picking. So it's taking fruit from um, or plants from the earth before they're ready. And so our food supply, even our whole foods now, are enzyme deficient. So a banana browns because it has enzymes in it. So it auto digests itself. So our bodies rely on those enzymes in the, God made everything perfect. He helps us out. So we eat that banana and it can help to, it releases enzymes when we chew to digest itself. That's why it goes brown. Isn't that beautiful? I did not know that. So food should rot because it has live living enzymes to digest itself. This is why I don't buy apples with bruises in them. (laughs) Because if it's got a bruise, you just, it's the enzyme activation to break down that fruit is already activated. So that's why it ends up molding, dying. Yeah. And, and just, so. just to add to that, buy a McDonald's cheeseburger, eliminate all the condiments, and then see how long that'll last. We just <laughs> right. went to uh, one, and how old was that cheeseburger? 12 years. Huh. The woman had wow. saved it for 12 years. No mold. Not a, it, you, I mean, it, <laughs> you would be blown away. She keeps it in a little container. Yeah, um, yeah. So anyway, so I'm sorry. No, that's what, that's what people yeah. are putting into them, thinking yeah. that's food. That's it's not, not alive. That is not, not food. food. They're that's lined right. up. Yeah. It's, oh yeah. my gosh, yeah. are they lined up? It's well, that's a whole other. That's a whole yeah, other episode. Whole episode. Yeah. We'll yeah. Go there later. yeah. <laughs> but like, so for the, let's talk about this one thing because this is what you work with me on. That was like so, as part of the turn on of my, my stomach turning on because mm-hmm. when we met the first time, you said. Let's talk about the parasites. So, uh, yes, 
when you have <laughs> low hydrochloric acid and bile salts. Just, just share, like, take it to the, take it to the, like, when we first met. This is really important. Oh my this gosh, was, I should have brought my file. I don't remember all these. Oh, I do, I do. I'll never forget. Okay. So um, you started, you started talking to me about the, you know, because I like, how can I have acid reflux? And you're like, you, you don't have enough acid. So that was like right, and that's huge. a lot. That's the misconception is I I think when people go to the conventional doctors, because and I don't blame them because their stomach's on fire and it hurts. Yeah. And um, bowel movements are not right, or there's too many, or they're non-existent, and inconsistent too, and so they're told that you don't have enough acid. I'm sorry, they're told you have too much acid. Sorry. That's right. You have too much acid. Yes. And so they give them prilosec or whatever the antacid is, which to me just turns off the whole digestive system, period. And what's really happening is, is they don't have enough hydrochloric acid or bile salts. They either they're diminished or they're all gone. And usually that's from a poor diet. Um, so one way to build up the hydrochloric acid and bile salts is to eat the fresh fruits and vegetables. But sometimes when you when you if you're coming to me with Prilosec or some type of antacid, starting that immediately doesn't work just like that. I mean, this could be decades or many months of no, diminished digestive fluids. And so if you were to come off of that medication, which I cannot legally tell anyone to come off of their medication, you're not gonna feel very good. So a lot of times is we would start with some enzymes to get going. Um, we did that. With each meal, yeah. right. But how did, the, how did the parasite, you know, because mm -hmm. you detected that and we tested for it. And so there's a lot of thoughts surrounding that. This is my thought process yeah. on it, is that when you have low hydrochloric acid and low bile salts, you are going to be susceptible to pathogens. Whether it's the doorknob you touched, whether somebody just sneezed on you and you walked right in it, or whether we're born with pathogens that, that lay dormant. When you have high, high hydrochloric acid, and bile salts, that obliterates pathogens. So when it becomes low, then pathogens can either continue to grow and also candida, which is your body's mechanism to kind of protect you from the pathogens getting worse or burying themselves even deeper, will grow in as an overgrowth, which then turns into symptoms for people, which can be miserable. So, in my opinion, if we don't get your stomach in tip-top shape for digestion, you're going to have candida and you're going to have parasites. And they like to bury themselves in the wall um, of the intestines. They also live in the liver. Um, they can also travel to the other organs, too, which are undetectable by science to, these, to this day. So, unless you really have um a parasite or a pathogen or virus in the bloodstream that they can detect with that vial they're usually going to say sorry no you don't have anything or sorry you don't have candida but yet you're sitting here in my chair telling me i don't know what's going on with my stomach and yeah. it's burning and this pilosec thing isn't working too well or how do i get off of this thing so hydro low hydrochloric acid low bile salts is what causes parasites to grow and also candida to grow. So if you get those acids up, you will not experience those things. And you can get that through through yeah. fruit. Fruit fruit has hydrochloric acid in it and bile salts. Lots of celery. All fruit. Every single fruit. It has protein, fat, living water, 
Living water, there's two of them. There's um, hydrobioactive water, which feeds the physical body. And then there's cofactor water, which feeds the emotions in the soul. So that's why when we eat fruit, we get like really excited. It makes us happy. It soothes us. It soothes the nerves. Um, it supports the hormones. It supports digestion. And everybody's so afraid of fruit. And the reason why they're afraid of fruit is because they're scared to death of the little tiny amount of sugar that's in there. So it is tiny. It's a tiny amount. The rest is glucose. And so once that sugar hits the stomach, it leaves within three minutes into the bloodstream. So it never hits the small intestine where SIBO or candida would actually grow. That's what everyone is freaking out about. So when you actually eat fruit in abundance and you eat vegetables in abundance, you're actually going to destroy pathogens on contact. On contact. And then that stuff heads up the hepatic portal veins to the liver and mutilates pathogens that might be living in there, dormant, or waiting for the next adrenaline kick, or stress, or whatever it is. And then also, fruit is fully capable of carrying out the heavy metals and radiation and DDT from our soil, lots of copper that's now present in our soil. Our soil used to have, used to be rich with zinc and chromium and all of these trace minerals, and now it's full of copper. And that copper is coming from the DDT that used that should be banned, that was banned after World War II. They used to fight malaria and things like that. Um, but other countries have not banned it. And so long as we have wind, it's still coming over. And there's cousins of DDT that we're still spraying on our crops. And any grass that you walk through that has no weeds is still being sprayed with some type of copper something. So our soil is full of copper. And copper is good for us in a trace amount but we have it in excess and it's all over our organs and it will cause all of these autoimmune conditions, menopausal type symptoms. I mean, you name it, that's a heavy metal that shouldn't be in abundance in our bodies. And so as when fruit is ingested and when vegetables are ingested and you have hydrochloric acid that's high and bile salts that are high, your body is gonna be fully capable of carrying these things out through the urine, through the feces. Wow. Well, it's the lack of it that's causing problems. Amen. Well, there's so many <laughs> fragmented pieces about, you know, everybody's got a documentary about this or that or, you know, mm -hmm. and watching them is kind of powerful because if they're put together well, they have supporting evidence that makes it look sure. like that's the thing. Absolutely. So, um, like the, and I did many diet uh, things over my, I tried everything, you know, I was vegan. You told me that I needed to eat some meat, and I was like, hell no, I'm not eating <laughs> meat. But once my body kicked in, I could hear it saying, yeah, today you're, you're eating cheeseburger. It's like, that's what, that's what it right, is. Right. And I like, it felt so good, but it wasn't like, oh, I've got to have that every day. It was right. just like here and there, and mm -hmm. I have, I've had shrimp, and like, so I've started to experiment again. But where I, I ended up was about the sugar. So like mm -hmm. about, uh, you know, like losing weight, I, I did, it all came off. i thankful for that, but like, I still don't really know what the cause was or if my whole body just started working again, but I haven't had fruit in a really long time mm -hmm. because of this one documentary right. that I watched that said fructose goes straight to turns into fat in your bloodstream and when you're fruit fat. Fruit is anti-cancer, yeah. anti-disease, anti, -disease, anti it's anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, antimicrobial. Not to mention the phytonutrients you get, all the tens yeah, of thousands of phytonutrients. Tons, anthocyanins, all those oh deep purples. Gosh. I mean, why are yeah. people not eating these yes. things? 
Yes. Okay, so this is so exciting. <laughs> You're going to eat some fruit? I'm going to eat some fruit. Yes. Oh, I'm going to have a big bowl of fruit. Yes. The more fruit you have in the diet, in your diet, the better you're going to feel. I don't care if you have the worst diet in the world, you still need tons of fruit. The sugar is not the problem, it's the lack of not eating it. Absolutely. Fruit has the highest antioxidants, it trumps vegetables. Don't get me wrong, you still need your vegetables, all of them, but fruit should trump vegetables because of the high amounts of antioxidants. And antioxidants are the things that keep our bodies from rusting, from decaying, from oxidizing which leads to cancer eventually. And current uh, variety, correct? A variety, yes. all of them. Yes. So that's another thing is that a lot of my clients come to me and say, oh, you know what, I'm diabetic. I, sh I was told I shouldn't eat bananas. And I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, yes, you should be eating bananas. Well, I was told I could only eat the blackberries. And I'm like, you're doing yourself a great disservice of not eating all of the fruits. The reason why diabetes is here is because the liver is so sluggish, is so thick, the blood's so thick, that the pancreas is strained and insulin can't make it into the cells. And they're like, what? Wow. It's the fruit that chisels off that hardened inflammatory fat off of the liver and off of the intestines. It's fruit that brings in that HCL. Yeah. And you have to remember muscle. when fruit was designed by whoever created you know, our world, <laughs> it was made with all of the cofactors in it that your body needs to process it. Yes. As long as you chew it. So in a white yes. sugar, like say you have sugar cane, and then you strip it and you create white sugar, which is what people are so afraid of. And rightly so, because really right. it's a drug because it's been stripped of the cofactors that make it a whole food. Like it's sugar not in its synergistic That's right. Yes. It doesn't have the other right. pieces that it needs to be digested and used by our body effectively. So, for example, like with white sugar, if it was in the sugar cane form, that's really rich in potassium too, sugar cane. And if you don't, if you have regular sugar, like added sugar to something, white sugar, it depletes your body of potassium like you wouldn't believe because Very that's exactly. what your body requires to process sugar. But if you eat a piece of fruit, while it is a carb, does have carbohydrates in it, mm -hmm. all whole foods have carbohydrates mm -hmm. in it and naturally occurring sugars, it has everything else in it like potassium and other minerals yeah. that your body needs to process that fruit and in the exact quantities that it needs. And so that's the difference. You eat sugary foods, processed foods versus fruit which is perfectly designed to be metabolized very efficiently and to serve your body so well with the phytonutrients and the minerals and everything else. And, and if you think about it too, two things. One, has anyone ever overdosed on a banana? Right. <laughs> or, I mean, there's only right. so many apples I can throw in my mouth before my body's like, okay, enough lady, that's enough, that's enough apples. And so that's the kind of food that we should be eating in abundance so that we don't have to count calories. That's right. So that we yeah. don't, ha you know, everybody's turning to the other processed sugars which is where yeah you better count calories if you're going to eat twinkies because that's unproductive food right it's on it's nutrient deficient right but right. if you eat whole foods they're nutrient efficient you never have to count calories again if you eat our diet rich in Ever. plants again. i think we just need to re really wait. somehow we need to recategorize like a twinkie what is that? I don't know. Is it food? There's what no such thing as junk food. There's junk and there's food. That's like a pseudo. Yeah. Right. I don't think God made the Twinkies, you think? Exactly, right, exactly. Like we were talking earlier. It's like if God made, we're definitely that. talking about that. And that speaking situation. of that, that's, that's another thing is that whoever is bigger than you, God, whatever that thing is bigger than you, knew that we were going to need a ton of fruit and made it sweet. I mean, if you, mm -hmm. that's what yeah. you're going to need. You're going to have to eat in abundance to heal. That's where the medicine is. Thank God it is sweet because there's only so many celery sticks I can eat in a day. 
Mm-hmm. So think about that one. Yeah. That's that's huge. Wow. So that should give people the freedom to go back to fruit. And if you look at the produce aisle in every store, nobody's picking any fruit. My cart. So sorry if everything's so okay. like what is like how do you how do you for your family like keep this balance? Like what's a trip to the grocery store for planning a meal? Like what's that look like? So this is for my family specifically because I know our health specifically. Yeah. Um, but because of what I know environmentally and what I cannot change and what's in the soil, what used to be zinc is now full of copper and everything that we're walking around in and exposing our skin to and all the other junk that we might possibly eat. For my family, it's really important that we eat a ton of fruits and vegetables. I'm not a vegan and I'm not this giant big fat meat eater. I'm somewhere in between, maybe probably more with an emphasis of plants than ever because I know that that's where the medicine is. That That's where all of the medicine is. And so a typical grocery cart would be nothing but fruits and vegetables, some nuts and seeds. And if we do have some meat or fish, it's going to be pasture raised, organic or wild caught because that's the cleanest that I can get without having a farm in my backyard. Okay, so. that's that's clear. And I be and because knowing how most people's livers are and what our livers are up against and and not ever we'll probably never have a clue of what is actually in our liver that's protecting us from other from from whatever's in there, pathogens, toxins, poisons. Mm-hmm. Your liver is so smart, it's keeping those things really far away in the deep core of the liver to keep those things from going to the other organs and in the bloodstream. And so because I know that I'm where was I going with all of that? I don't know. Um, anyway, because because I know that's happening, yeah. I'm probably always going to have more of a plant base. Where before I didn't used to be that way. Okay. So. And where where do you shop at? Like what? Many places. It depends on what I want. If I want an aloe leaf, which is hard to find, I'm going to have to go to a global food market where they bring them in from other countries. Um, Deerberg's Fresh Time is is one of our favorites, and Trader Joe's. Sometimes mm-hmm. schnooks in a pinch. So I, I kind of go to all of them. Okay. And I usually have to go multiple times a week because we just fly through yeah. all of that food. And there's not a whole lot of places where we can eat that have clean products, clean meat, clean oils, not mm-hmm. using industrialized, unstable oils, yeah. stuff like that. So we have to eat at home a lot, but that doesn't mean that we don't get out like everyone else, like a normal human being and enjoy food that may not be the most healthiest, but life is not a straight line and food isn't either so there's a good balance and plants taste good they do (laughs) i mean there's so many of them there's so many of them and i was going to add too don't you don't you uh, think too nowadays um on the internet there are so many recipes out there quick easy plant-based that you can keep your family eating a lot and it tastes really good yeah it really does i don't think people realize how good and it doesn't take a lot and think oh i don't have the time and all that no it really doesn't take as it much. Really it really doesn't. Right. And same yeah. thing with the meat and fish. I mean, we do that too. We're not just vegan. Um, there's plenty of recipes for that oh. to do like within 30 oh, yeah. minutes. Yes, yes. So yeah. Yeah. if you it's, just do a little bit of preparation. Yes, you have to do a little bit of work, but I mean, it's well worth it. You have to eat. It's, right, yeah, you have to eat. Yeah, so well you, I'm sorry, you're gonna have to make some priorities. You're yes. gonna have to make some preparations. If, right. you're, if you wanna be well and feel good, you, we deserve to feel that way. Yes. yes. Part of self care, mm-hmm. taking the time to do right. that and, right. and do it consciously. Like for yeah. like for parents, like they got to take their children through the fast food. Okay, mm-hmm. what that's food is fuel. 
Exactly. I mean, what are you right. putting? We talked about the McDonald's hamburger. That's mm-hmm. what you're putting in your child versus live nutrients that will only take a little bit extra time, a little bit extra planning, and you can you can you can fuel your child so much more optimally right. to make them a much better athlete. Not only just right. we just use that as an analogy, you know. Mm-hmm. But you set them up for life if you. Yeah. Do it's that. preventing. Do yes. This is it the is. prevention thing. Yes. And our this rule, is what we have yeah. to be taught. This is what we teach that needs to be in our lives. We yeah. do fresh fresh uh, vegetables first. So like if we have an appetizer when we eat at home with our kids and it's veggies, you know, but then we, we know that we got the veggies in and then we move on to the other courses, which also have fruits and veggies in them. But that's a good rule of thumb as a family when you have kids and you're trying to implement more fruits and veggies, make it fun like you're doing a little appetizer, have right. it be have it be a little salad or greens or fruits, veggies, something. So just that that's just the expectation for your kids. Okay, we're gonna sit down, we're all gonna have a few bites of this and then we'll have, you know, serve the, the rest of the meal. So that was an easy thing right. for us to implement with the kids. And then having that food available. That mm-hmm. way your kid never has to ask you for a snack. Right. Mm-hmm. Our snacks you are know grapes where the and food carrots. Is. <laughs> there's all there's everything. But I know with my family, if I were to buy a watermelon and apple and oranges, I guarantee you if I didn't cut up it would sit there. Yes. And I'm also that person where if you hand me an orange, I'm gonna be like, What is this? <laughs> it needs to be cut up in boats. So get to know your kids. <laughs> yes, no, I, I mean, agree with you. Yeah. I'm, I still have a five-year-old brain where I want to have like carrot sticks. Don't give me the whole carrot. I'm not going to eat it. And if I ask my daughter if she wants an apple, she'll say no. But if I walk in there with the apple all cut up, it'll be gone in two seconds. So that's another way. Just always have that stuff available mm-hmm. so they never have to ask for a snack. They just go and eat real food. And here's the beauty because I'm at the um, our my children are adults now. And because of doing things like that when they were younger, they are adults making healthier choices. Yes. And they are doing, and they're and they're passing that on. You, that's priceless. Mm-hmm. You cannot put a price on that. No. And changing future generations like that, and it's got to start somewhere. Right. So why doesn't it start with with you? Right. You know. And it's not something they're going to have to learn at thirty or forty because now they have to yeah. because something's wrong. It just needs to be, this is the way it is, this is how we eat, this is what's available. Because yes. it makes us feel good. Kids understand that. Right, yes. they oh do. It makes our bodies feel, feel so good. good. They want to <laughs> run fast at school. Eat your apples. Yes. I mean. Okay, this is an absolutely perfect way to complete this powerful yeah. uh, part one, part two on nutrition was like bringing it back to that moment of like really that motivates all that. Thank you for bringing that up. I mean, that's a really valid point about feeling good. And at the end of the day, I mean, that's really what we're all really seeking is just a something to make you because one of my favorite teachers that I've ever is Esther Hicks. And she's like, that's really the reason that we do everything is just uh, that's what motivates human behavior is do it something that makes us feel better. And there's like, if you want to, there's no place in the world that you want to feel health more than when you're sick. Right. Like yeah. when you're sick, mm. that's your your deepest desire is mm. to feel well and Absolutely. feel better. They and say the walls of hospitals have heard more prayers than the yeah. walls of the church. Right. right. Wow. That's yeah. powerful. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for that. Like, thank each of you for coming here. You've all provided Thanks extraordinary amount of information. I mean, I'm still in my head digesting it. I yes, so am I. You need some enzymes. Yes, <laughs> yes. enzymes and fruits. Well, yes, it's done. Check tomorrow. I'm going yeah. to the grocery store. It's fruits and vegetables. They've not been in my house for a long time. No, but uh, again, like from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate this, and I know this is going to make a difference. And that's what the intention of this podcast is. 
is to make a difference and empower people to make better choices for their life and that they all feel better. So yeah. Thank you yeah. so thank much you for, for having us. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. Pleasure. Thank you. Awesome.